Yo, what is up, peoples? What does it mean to be a professional basketball player overseas? Let's go. Blake 610 Sports and Life. Usually on this podcast, we focus on the professional athletes that you know, those that are on TV, those that, you know, say things, those that do things, those that bring they bring light to their sport. But we're going to take a little turn. We're going to talk about professional athletes, basketball players who go to play overseas as a professional athlete and the things they have to endure being a professional athlete in another you hear it a lot but you don't know the ins and outs of how they get there and what it is to be a professional athlete in another country so we bring in you an interview with a gentleman that went overseas many a times. Um, and we want you guys to listen. He's a very soft-spoken guy. And um, I caught him in his time where he was just uh, relaxing with his family. So, guys, he's real soft-spoken. He's mild-mannered, but, you know, he loves to play basketball. And he went overseas. So how I got to think about this story and... Why I wanted to bring it to you guys. I wanted to bring it to you guys because I was watching a basketball game on Vice TV. I was happened to flip through, you know, my cable and was like, yeah, yeah, nothing on. Y'all guys know I don't really watch TV like that. You know, I'm just tired of the regular sports and everything. So I'm just flipping through. So I happened to see something on Vice TV. Which, which that segment was on YouTube. So I said, let me look at it. So I was looking at it, looking at it, enjoying it. 
is a game uh, players were playing in Mexico and they was playing against Mexicans. The team that was from America, they were African-American and they looked like me. So I was like, yo, let me see how this game goes. You know, unfortunately, I've learned, which is a bad thought, that Mexicans can't play basketball. Yo, shout out to all my Mexicans who can play ball and shout out to Mexicans who are doing their thing. Sorry, guys, it's just a stereotype that I grew up on. But it made my head spin because those Mexican players was balling. They was balling hard against us Americans. And the game was intense. So I'm watching the game. I'm watching how it's going back and forth. They're trading baskets. And then I happen to see somebody that looks familiar. And I said, oh, man, I know that guy. And I knew the guy because he played in one of my basketball tournaments. And he was doing work there. And he also played well in my tournament. I believe his team won, and he was like the player player of the game. So that was good. So I was like, yo, if I get a chance, I, I saw him after the game when he was in my tournament. I said, yo, I want to pick your brain about things because he stood out. His, his game was polished. He was shooting. Shoulders were square. His shooting range was nice and tight. He looked different from many of the players. So I had to say, yo, I need to talk to you. Yo, do you play somewhere? And then he began to tell me. So let's let's fast forward back to what I was watching. When I was watching the game and I saw him on there, I said, when I see him again, I'm going to have an interview with him for all you guys on this podcast. Just to kind of give you a little taste of how, what it is to go overseas. If you're thinking about it or if you hear about it, you know. So I want to give you guys a firsthand interview with somebody who went overseas. I'll have many more, but this is just the first one of many. Introducing Khalil McDonald. Just to cut to the chase, I saw you on TV on this thing called uh, Vice TV, playing in Mexico. Tell me, tell me about that experience. My experience was breeze. Uh, Ridiculous. I'm just saying, like, it was a once in a lifetime experience just to be traveling through a country with the whole TV crew following you for X amount of time. I mean, it was great. Like, no experience I ever had before. Honestly, I'm so thankful to have that experience. Thankful, thankful, thankful to the father, thankful for the, the family, the ones who always believed in me, thankful to myself. For the discipline. <laughs> <laughs> really, you gotta thank yourself because some of those days are, it wasn't easy, you know, and it's just you putting in the work. You know? That's great. 
Um, yo, when I saw it, man, I, it just made me like, like, wow, how was the, the scenery? How was the smell? I, I just, I just got engulfed in being in another country. Um, and I was just like, wow, how, I wonder how does that feel? Um, can you get like a little bit more descriptive in that? First off, the culture in Mexico is beautiful, and there's a difference about Mexico than like uh, being in China, because like Mexico is right next door to the States, so they have an understanding of what American culture is, so they're kind of assimilated with, you know, how Americans move, so it's, it's, just, it's like a second home to me. I enjoyed that. The food is great. The people are great. They, they, they grew up on different traditions. So, um, although, like, things are, things, things in the States may seem up to the times, um, it's, it's still good to be around, um, it's still good to be around people who cherish traditional values. Oh, that's cool. That's cool to hear that. Um, now, the other question is the other question I have for you. How did you get to to go to get to go overseas? You know, make it practical. Like, like say, I'm a I'm a 15 year old, 16 year old basketball player, and I you know I definitely want to get to the pros, but it looks like it's tangible to get to the overseas a little bit easier. Or is it easier or it isn't? Can you speak on that? First thing, you got to put God first. Second thing is, you got to see it. You got to see it. If you don't see it, it's not going to happen. Mm. God, like, vividly see it in your mind. Step by step and play it over a million times. Well, that's Third, cool. Yeah, wow. All right. Just, it's just as simple as that. Uh, that, yeah, that, that, that's definitely put in the work, right? Yeah, Once yeah. you put in the work, then putting the work is not the same because a lot of people get stuck at that point where they're really good, but they, they're missing a part. And I call it the administrative part. That's going out there, reaching out, you know, uh, building a network of connections so that, you know, like uh, your range is wider. All right, cool, 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 cool. So, so, how was the competition? Oh, very good. It's different from like being in college and and going against a team where they have a star, maybe two, you know. But like when you play overseas, we we are playing the stars of those teams, the stars of the conferences, the stars of the all Americans or whatever it is. So it's those best guys from whichever school they came from, whichever state they came from, on a team. And that's what we have to imagine with. So it's just like I didn't ran across so much good talent that I'm just thankful, thankful that I was able to take those steps. And, you know, the process, the way that it was, I'm, I'm just so content with it. I'm so happy. If I didn't play another pro game a day of my life, I'll be happy. 
because I know I went hard with it. Now, how does how does the how does the how does overseas work there? Do, do each country have divisions? Yeah, it's different from the states because in the states you have one dominant league and that's the NBA. Right. But overseas there may be two or three, so they have kind of like if you want to think of it like a college, think of Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. But the thing is, the games aren't played at the same time. So a person could be play, playing in a Division One, and that season maybe goes from August to February, and then the Division Two season would start in February to maybe May or June. You know, you see. So this is how sometimes, like you, you see how people play like thirteen teams, but they only been a pro for eight years. Right. You know. They would go somewhere for like five, seven months and go somewhere else for the same thing. Some, some, some leagues have three months, four months, depending on if you make playoffs or not. So you can knock out two, three teams in a year. That's cool. That's definitely cool because when I was watching it, you know, it, it seemed like it was like, it seemed intense. It, 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 I was like, is it really that intense or or is it just that the uh, camera crew and the the people just made it so you know how you could do things for TV and it's not as as serious as that was it really intense like that they put on the stuff to save their butts <laughs> wow you know certain, certain things you can't show wow 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 that's crazy so are your teammates uh, how were they? How were they as teammates? Oh, they're all great. They're all great. I played with some dudes from like Texas, from mm -hmm. all over. LA, Atlanta. These dudes, man, there's good basketball everywhere you go. So, that's the best part. Like, uh, living uh, overseas, you have one teammate for X amount of months. So, you really grow a bond. Mm. Living with the person, you know, practicing with them. You know, when, when, when you play with other Americans, you have like a connection. You know, because there's no one else that's American that's around, really. Wow, wow, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and do you guys stand out like sore thumbs? Like how it felt like that, <laughs> you know, when I saw it. I was like, I wonder if they stand out how I, how I feel. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we stand out. Oh, I'm pretty sure, but you know, after a while, it's like a mental thing where you, you don't even you don't even think about it. You know, people staring. You just look straight. Like you kind of understand why they're staring, but like it happens so much, I, I I can't I can't spend my energy on you know trying to worry if people are watching me because I'm different. Oh my God, there's, there's other things to be focused on while I have my is your ultimate goal to get to the NBA or you're content with playing overseas? I'm actually like on the cusp of transitioning out of basketball. So really the end goal is to be on the business side. Uh, I really want to, I have a couple things in the works like i really want to have my own sports complex all right so 
It could be whichever way you want to look at it. If you want to think of it having a lot of land and having a sports complex out in the open field, that would be good. Or if you can have a recreational center where there's multi-sports, arts and theater and dance. Yo, thanks, my brother. That was definitely a cool interview. Sports news. Tiger Woods got into a terrible, terrible accident. Car flipped over many times. Prayers up for Tiger Woods. He had surgery. He had all his pins in him now. So Tiger Woods get well. Uh, Prayers up to your family. Also, the Mets is in the news somewhat again. Their old manager, Mickey Calloway, is being accused of sexual harassment when he was with the Indians. So many women came out, a few women came out, excuse me, a few women came out saying that he harassed them, he did certain things. So right now he's suspended and... um. They will see what else they're going to do with him. It's still pending. Now, the NBA, the National Basketball Association. So, the Nets are doing very well. They went on a winning streak, like a nine-game winning streak. The Utah Jazz is doing very well, too. Um, so we'll see how these guys do as the uh, end of the season go. But they are doing very well, very, very well. Also, surprisingly, the Knicks are doing well. If the season was to end today, they would be in the fifth seed. Yes, I said the fifth seed. And yes, I said the Knicks. Let's go Knicks. And they don't have anybody on the Knicks, except maybe Julius Randle, who's been around. He's a young old man. But for the Knicks to be even better, I forgot they also have Derrick Rose. For the Knicks to do better and to be more of a formidable foe for somebody, uh, they need a piece. They need a piece. They need a player that can find his own shot, who can shoot three-pointers at with range, um, who's clutch in the fourth quarter. I'd say a good player for them is Bradley Beal. But he might cost them too much money and too much draft picks. But the ideal one for them is Victor Oladipo. So, Knicks could snatch him up and he may not cost them a lot. And uh, he would be a great addition to the Knicks. He's a good player. He can find his own shot. He can shoot well. And he's great in the locker room. So... Next, let's see what's up. That's the news for this podcast. Yo, we like to thank Fresh Spin and B-Hand Pro Max for sponsoring this podcast. Yo, this is a big shout-out segment. Big shout-out to Aaron Boone, the New York Yankees manager. 12 years ago, he was having some heart trouble. The 
doctor said that, Aaron, we might need to check on your heart again and give you a pacemaker. So Aaron Boone, instead of waiting, you decided to take care of it at the beginning of the season and take care of yourself. So Aaron Boone, you get the big shout out for thinking about your health. Take care, get well. Yo, we're out of here. Always remember, persistence overcomes resistance. Peace. Yo, peoples, if you want to contact us in any way, contact us on Instagram, Blake, the number 610. We have another Instagram page called Blake, the number 610, Inspire Fire. We're also on TikTok, Blake, S-I-X-T-E-N. Lastly, we're on Twitter, Blake, the number 610. T-E-N, the number one.